So hey guys, welcome to the show. Today we got a special guest on today. He's a local hip hop artist right from Toronto, from the city. Welcome to the show, Keyshawn. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? Not bad. Can't complain. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you. Appreciate you guys making the trip down all the way from Saga. So, uh, you know, thanks for coming in. So I wanted to kind of uh, get right into it. So we wanted to ask you how your passion for music came about. Did you uh, grow up in a musical house- household or did you kind of just develop your passion for music as you uh, kind of got older? Um, everyone in my family is very musical. I'd say my brother sings. Um, in the household I was in, we, I used to live in a house with like a, like a bunch of us as a kid, it's like mm. cousins and siblings and whatever. So everyone was playing hip hop. My mom was playing like you know, Caribbean music, and I don't know, I've heard so much different genres of music growing up, that's kind of why my sound is like, like there's like a whole bunch of infusions of genres of and stuff, you hear a bunch of stuff, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, growing up as a kid, it's just, I didn't get the spark to start writing music and stuff like that until maybe high school, I was always just a fan of music, just listening to it, and then, I don't know, one day... I don't know. I just heard something. I heard a beat and I was like, yo, this is crazy. And that was actually the first time I've like, I heard a beat and there was no words over it, just an instrumental. And I was like, yo, I wonder what would happen if I just wrote something to this or whatever. Okay. Like, yeah, you put, you put your voice cool. to it. Yeah. It was pretty trash, but you know, yeah, usually like the first thing you make is always just like, it's <laughs> yeah. not the, uh, the most really like, thing bad. you're proud of, you know? Yeah. yeah, it was bad, but you know, I just kept working from there. Cause I actually, I think once I heard my voice back, okay, I was like, like I actually sound pretty decent. This, the song's trash, but I, if I work on my voice and right. a couple things, it's, See where this goes. You could take know? off, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Hundred um, percent. So I know, I know, as a as a kid, well, at least for me personally, everyone, you, everyone kind of has those, you know, those one or two artists that you really look up to um, uh, when you're a kid. So for me, I was a big like Eminem fan. I remember just mm. uh, listening to like Till You Collapse, like the Eminem show uh, in the car and stuff before getting ready for hockey games. But uh, for you growing up, did you have any one or two hip hop artists that uh, you listened to that really helped you kind of just fall in love with uh, hip hop growing up? Okay, so um, how do I break this down? So Hove, like Jay Z, was a big influence because okay. of is he has this thing where it's like he he gives a message and it's like street knowledge, it's like street smarts, right? But it's also like he has a it's a swag to when he talks, you yeah. know, and then. There's Pac and Biggie, obviously. Um, yeah, Pac legends. more so on the on the message side, and then Biggie more so with like the flow and how to deliver things. And um, I got into more of like a grimier sound, like of, like just listening to like DMX and like mm. uh, Fifty Cent. And Fifty Cent was like mixing melodic with grimy rap verses, and like DMX was just super grimy, you know. Yeah. So he's super hardcore, I find. DMX. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, like you gotta face. be in a certain mood. Yeah. Like you're gonna play a sport or something. Like DMX, you turn that on, you turn it to somebody else. You <laughs> Gets you going real quick. Yeah. So I even now still I listen to those guys because it's just like it's timeless music for me. Yeah, it's their know? classics. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty Cent for sure though, mm. man. That's a big influence for me. Man, I feel like especially like two like two thousand two two thousand three like uh, Get Rich or Die Try and the massacre. Like no one, I feel like no one could touch him. Like nah, he was just like you know, just unbeatable uh, during those times. So it was, it was honestly, like I said, timeless. Cause yeah. like the fact that now it's 2019, we're to go, we're heading into 2020 or summer of 2019, and mm. I'm still listening to Get Richard Die Trying. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, like that's just nuts to me. Like I want my music to sit like that. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like timeless feel. People just go back and play it. Um, there's a few artists now that I listen to on a repetitive like. It put them in rotation like mm. black that guy oh, came yeah. he's uh the free black album yeah mm-hmm. that, that is some yeah i actually uh when he i think it was november like november of this year i actually saw him at uh, at rebel um he performed his uh east atlanta love letter album there yeah it was just, probably fire because i've seen some good. footage of him performing <laughs> live and it looks dope yeah catch cool. him at a show yeah. sweet yeah so just like going off of like um you know, you getting into, you know, hearing that beat and uh, wanting to make something of it. Like where, when you wanted to like create your own, did where did you start? You start in like a studio? Did you start like at home, like your own kind of um, thing? I was, so I had a couple of friends back in the day that, uh, that we just had like these like cheap mics. Yeah. And you know, we record on the laptop. Yeah. 
Bro, I was terrible, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just straight up, yeah. Enough, like, we would try it. Like, when we hear it back, like, thinking back right now, we thought it was sick, you know? We're like, yeah, this is cool. fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen to it right now. Like, like, yo, you got to check it out. <laughs> you are video. <laughs> but it's just, I had a good time. It was, like, a fun time. And, like, the thing with me is even though I would record it and be like, okay, this is cool, I like to compare not like my style of music but like the quality of music like mm. how good is this song mixed and mastered or why does this guy's song sound more full like what am i missing and that's when i started to get more into the technicalities of music instead of just like oh go record your verse or your hook and then you're done like i'm trying to learn more about what makes what sound like what what's my sound and how can i make it or how can i improve it you know what i mean what am i missing and that's when i started finding the pieces to things that I was missing. Shout out Trouble because I record with Trouble more times, and that guy helped me a lot. Are you um, when you were tr like when you're obviously I've, I'm assuming you're still doing now, but when you're trying to find ways to maybe alter your sound and sound different, are you like a, are you a heavy auto tune guy? Like were you oh, messing God, around with no. that or no? We mess around with auto tune like a little bit, like tiny bit, yeah. Because mm, I'm I mean, not it, it is. It's like I mean, it's a, it's that thing that I feel like is stigmatized in the industry where it's like, oh, this guy's just just hot because he's got a lot of auto tune. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, so. I, I definitely hear on that. Auto tune is something I'm kind of scared of okay. because. The thing with live performances is mm -hmm. that I've been to some shows and the auto tune's so crazy that I don't really know what's being said. Okay. Whereas, uh -huh. like, if you go to a certain show, if you go to a J. Cole show, right. you hear every word. Yeah. Like, it's That's so clean yeah. that it's just like, holy. Like, the message for every song is just right there. It's like, it's just so easy for you to hear it. Even if you're not a J. Cole fan and you just go with your friends, you hear everything word for word. You go to a Drake show, mm. you hear everything word for word. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I try to lay off the auto-tune. Like, I might put a little bit in there, but not something that's too, too noticeable. You know, I probably yeah. have one song where the auto-tune is very noticeable, which is like Million. Um, yeah, um, yeah. For an EP, it, that's yeah, probably I the I only one. Which was on purpose, though. Okay. That was on purpose. Yeah, so. to, get the, to get that sound, I guess, you wanted, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, uh, so I know like newer artists, especially artists who are on the come up, um, like there it's, uh, it's, I guess it's until you get that, that notoriety and you're getting, you know, getting paid gigs and more consistent gigs and stuff like that. It's hard for, I guess it's hard for anybody to pursue music as a full-time gig. Now, obviously I know you're pursuing music, uh, somewhat full-time now, but when you're just starting out, I'm assuming music was somewhat of like a side hustle. Did yeah. you have any crazy, like, uh, part-time jobs that you had to work to kind of just uh, make ends meet? <laughs> Bro, my part-time job stories are insane i i used to work at um pizza nova okay nice. okay uh could not do that no you know? <laughs> why not what was not bad about just things get too hectic you get yeah. all these pizza orders i'm like bro listen put wait a minute this one you want pepperoni and what is oh uh, no there's a mess it was a mess back there I'm just, <laughs> too, I many can't do this. Pepperoni too many toppings <laughs> it's overwhelming for me and then like it's getting burned a couple times it's just like nah i can't do this yeah. moved on to um costco Oh, okay. Yes. I really like that job, you know? Okay. Um, what department? I was just outside. Was a friend and assistant, that's what oh. they called me. So I was, like, helping people pack their stuff. Nice. I'd um, clean up the aisles or, like, I would, I'd be outside helping people with the carts and stuff like that. you just so. be that guy, like, that helpful guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just yeah. a helping hand, you know? But it ended, yeah. <laughs> it ended horribly. They ended up... Uh, calling the police on me the day I quit. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I, I, I showed up to work and... Lady decided to say something racial, like a, 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 like a very racial ignorant racial slur to uh, me when wow. I came in. Um, I think terrible. she was having a bad day, and then, well, this guy that I already didn't like, which was obviously in a higher position than me in the in the in the place, mm -hmm. he kind of just backed her with with what she was saying. He kind of okay. just, you know, and then I. I uh, I acted out. <laughs> I'll say I'll just put it that way. Yeah. I acted out, so yeah, I quit, and then yeah, like that was that, and then I went to Walmart. Okay. Oh my God, man! I worked in Walmart in Brampton. Now, oh no! If you know about Walmart in Brampton, <laughs> you know it's chaotic. And I was in the parking lot. Okay, I used to do the carts in the parking lot there. Oh. It was kind of like a front end assistant again. Like I would be inside helping, but okay. that parking lot, Brampton, was the what's the, what's the uh, Steels and uh, around Steels and Kennedy, yeah, but. If you guys know there, like if you know the area and yeah. you know Walmart and Brampton, <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, it's, it's too much going on. That was my um, 
think that was my last job. I was like, I'm not doing this ever again. Yeah. Forget this. Okay. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, for your first live show, um, actually, do you know a guy named, uh, probably Raymond? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's That's my guy. Um, he's a pretty cool rapper as well. I, uh, I like his stuff. Um, but yeah, so going back to the first live show, like how, um, like how, how was that? Like, how was that experience? Ah, uh, it's terrible. I yeah. mean, like, I'll be honest. I'm no, being, I'm oh being brutally honest. <laughs> no, like, be honest. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like I just came out the gate and yeah, I was just sick. Like, no, it was garbage. Like, yeah. went on stage, did not know how to control the crowd. I did yeah. not know how to like create any emphasis on certain parts of the song. I didn't. It was just really bad, man. But the crowd still rocked with me. Like, well, I still good. got a positive response. But that's me good. being like analytical after looking at footage and oh, then yeah. looking at other people's footage that are already yeah. doing bigger shows i'm just like okay i missed this 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 I'm surprised they even clapped at the end <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, but um you know it at least i didn't get booed i've never been booed off of a show um people seem to enjoy themselves with me just because i'm one thing that i've always had down was just comfort yeah always comfortable in front of people like it can be twenty thousand people i'm chilling like yeah. you know um to the point where I'm performing, having so much fun that if you don't like me or you're not having fun, it's kind of awkward for you because yeah. I just don't care. Like, yeah, I'm just having yeah, fun for myself at this point, yeah. you know? People that are rocking with me, I'll interact with them more so than anyone else that's kind of just straight face. Especially being in the GTA, you know, if you're not famous or, you know, you're on a come up, it's hard to get people to really vibe with you. We have yeah. the screw face type, uh, type people in the crowd sometimes, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Some people just they just stand there. They'll, they'll, I what I what I dislike about when I even when I go to concerts from an audience perspective is when, you know, people they're just they just got their phones up the whole time and they don't sit there and actually enjoy the music. Like yeah. you're paying sixty, sixty five dollars yeah. for a concert and you you just have your phone up the whole time. I think it's a waste. But it's a waste. That's just it's a waste. Sense. You're just yeah. basically paying to record the shit. You know, Pretty much, right? It's so like, yeah, it's not even like yeah, you're not even having like a good experience. Right. Yeah, it's not yeah. just going watch YouTube. The show, yeah. yeah, watch the show then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, uh, Keyshawn, like, how are you? Uh, how are you before shows? Like, I know um, I was watching this uh, interview one time with Anders, and he it was literally the first show he did. I think he sold out like the Phoenix uh, concert yeah, theater, dope. and he was saying he was some uh, he was saying to uh, to somebody, he's like, yeah, like. Uh, you would never know that I'm nervous. Like I'm not someone to really show my emotions before I go on stage. Like how are you before you kind of go out there? Are you you know you you drinking? Are you smoking? Are you like just getting your getting focused? Or are you more like laid back, <clears throat> kind of chill? Um, one thing about me is I don't drink or smoke. Oh okay. Um, I if I do drink, it's like very rare. Like yeah, and yeah. I'm talking like rum and coke. Okay, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> nothing too like crazy. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't do I don't. It's not my thing. I've right. seen too many things. Yeah. Can't partake. Um, smoking. All my friends smoke. I just, yeah. it's just again, it's not me. Um, but before yeah. a show, yeah, I'm not nervous. I'm anxious. I want to go out so mm. bad. Like, oh, I just want to see everybody. Like, I just want to perform. Yeah. And, like, let people know, like, it's okay to have fun. You know what I mean? The last couple shows I've done, people got so comfortable. It was, it's a beautiful thing. Like, when people realize, like, yeah, like, Forget the phone. Let's just like, what is this guy doing right now? Well, like, what? How can we partake in this performance? Like, I'll even bring people on stage sometimes. I'll oh, lift okay. them up on stage with me. Like, That's let's cool. get it turned. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. more so, like, just prior to being on stage, I'm just chilling. Yeah, probably listening to the songs over and over and over again. Okay, yeah, to make <laughs> sure I guess you don't forget lyrics. And yeah, that, yeah, and that's really yeah, about it. Be my big fear too. It's like, yeah, I know. It's like, oh, I'd be paranoid about that. <laughs> I know. I can't even like present like for like <laughs> yeah. school projects, school projects man. and stuff. You're like, yeah. It's like, yeah. I'll tell artists. I'll tell um, artists on the come up. You know, you forget your lyrics. Just you gotta, you gotta try and interact with the crowd some way at that point when you forget your lyrics the worst thing you can do when you mess up right. is let everyone know you messed up oh, yeah okay because once yeah. everyone knows that you messed up you're kind of yeah it's over for you like, yeah. it's done you got to keep it going point. somehow yeah. you know you just got to like kind of embrace the awkwardness kind of in that way right yeah. like just be like like i think i don't know i think it was like justin bieber or something he it was like one of his performances he's like yeah, I just forgot the lyrics or something. <laughs> and he just kind of, like, went with it. He was out with it, like, yeah. yeah. But though, like, uh, like, I find that, like, the deeper you get into, like, your music career, like, yeah. say, for example, like, a guy like Lil Wayne, he has so much songs, right? Uh, yeah. It's like, 
how do you remember every lyric for every song? Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I can imagine how he does that. Yeah, like if he's going on tour and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's got to prepare all of his stuff. Revisiting old content plus right. new content. So. Fair. Yeah. yeah. How do you remember? But that's crazy. Um, now, um, speaking of live shows, I know, I think it was, what was it, last year, um, Roy Woods brought you out on his Say Less tour um, when yeah, he stopped in Toronto at the Mod Club. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you know, like, I can imagine you were probably pretty ecstatic. What, uh, how did that situation came about? Like, did uh, his team reach out to you to, to come open up, or did your people reach out to him, or how did that happen? Roy's my bro. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> like I've, I've known Roy from... A long time ago, before this deal, before everything, so we've had, we have music that again from the, my beginning stages, you know, okay. yeah, <laughs> we have music from those times, and we just kept in contact. Um, when he told me he was going on tour, I'm like, okay, dope, man. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come back to Toronto, I'll, I'll come to the show because I'll link up with him and support. You know, he shows support, and I told him, yeah, when you get back here. Uh, let me know I'll pull up And he's like Yo what do you mean He's like we're going <laughs> I was like oh word <laughs> like, Oh we're going Okay like, right, Let's do it <laughs> Which places you know And like we went We did some Canadian stops Like Winnipeg uh, Calgary Whatever whatever. Okay. We went to some states We did New York um, Philly Boston Washington oh, and wow. We came back And I didn't know Which venue we were gonna do When we got back But then when they told me It was, uh, it was Danforth Hall I was like I was like, oh crap, you know, because like <laughs> there's a lot place. of history in that venue. Like yeah. Danforth Hall is not a joke. Like, yeah, mm. if you can, and he sold that out t- two two times back to back. Wow, you know, so like I was, I think that was probably the only show I was nervous for because okay. yeah. we're ending off the tour back home, and it's at that venue and it's sold out. Yeah, so and it's like a hometown crowd too. Exactly, right? yeah, and they're not good. coming to see me; they're coming to see Roy, and he's R and B, and I'm something a little bit different you know what i mean so i don't know how they're gonna take this like Mm -hmm. especially the females in the crowd Mm -hmm. yeah so but again a crowd surfed in there it was real fun (laughs) (laughs) it was a real good show those two nights man i loved it so shout out to roy with the crowds like do you have to like because you see a lot of people crowd surf but like when you're gonna do it like do you like just pick a spot and just commit yourself or how does that work i'm not gonna lie to you I did not fully commit to the crowd surf. Oh, I, no. I super cheat code life hack for you guys. If if you're an artist and you don't want to jump in the crowd, I literally just went to like, like there's like a a barrier like that blocks them from the the stage, and I yeah. just first I stepped on the barrier okay. and then I just turned around and just like did a little. Oh, so the, I just uh, lean back, lean back in there. You know, <laughs> I didn't jump off the stage and nothing like that. I just okay. leaned back and they literally just carried me, and I was just floating. Oh, that that's I was crazy. just floating that's for a while. Crazy singing my lyrics and then floated right back and yeah, it was pretty cool but wow. they were really hype that's crazy it was, it was a good it was a good show i um, couldn't even imagine what yeah. that feel like it'd be like an almost like an out of body experience i feel like yeah. it was dope i was just i was just nervous like yo what if someone like like what if someone takes like my chain or my watch or some know. shit I'm yeah like, and then, or what if i just f- jump in and then all my stuff just i don't know i was just thinking about so much that time so i'm yeah. like you know what i'm just gonna lean back See how this goes with nice. the calm way, you know. Nice. And yeah. it worked out, but the whole tour was like a really good experience. Um, I learned a lot. Uh, Roy definitely taught me that you know you got to be prepared. <laughs> you want to perform in front of all these people, you better be prepared. So, because he was always getting prepared uh, mentally and just like physically, just re- rehearsing his stuff and everything. So, okay. Was there like anything else that like helped you grow as an artist from uh, from Roy? Um. Honestly, the main thing I've learned from Roy is just preparation. Preparation? Okay. Preparation. And yeah. It may sound like something very small, but trust mm-hmm. me, man, it's not. There's so much that goes into tour that yeah. you need to be prepared for. You have a schedule you got to mm-hmm. keep. You want to be punctual. Like, that's, that's, a, that's another thing. Like, I don't like to show up anywhere late. I true. mostly show up five minutes early. You yeah, know, yeah. Today I, you showed up your five minutes yeah, early. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't do the, like the linger thing and if i am gonna be late i'll give um an advance warning like yeah i might be 10 minutes 20 minutes late you know mm-hmm. um, but that's good it's just a respect thing too you know you're you're yep. going to people's venues and their their city and they're trying to make sure everything's okay you yep. want to be on time you want to yes. create these good relationships like mm-hmm. so. yeah definitely a respect thing of for course. sure and it's prof- it's, pro- it's professionalism too at yeah, the end yeah. Of the day, right? taking exactly. the job yeah. seriously of course 100%. Yeah. um now uh 
I wanted to kind of jump into the music for you. Um, I mean, you just back in, I think it was February 8th, you just released uh, your latest AP, Jordan Year. Um, okay. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big project from you. So um, what was the inspiration behind uh, creating that? And what do you want the fans to, when they're listening, to take away from the, uh, the project? I'm not going to lie to you. I had no intention on dropping an EP. Oh, all. okay. <laughs> um, it was actually my uh, my producers, uh, Brandon and um, Urban Sound. He's in Detroit, but uh, I had so much music I was just sitting on. Okay. Because we're we're in the process of creating something very special, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, we have these songs. I'm most likely not going to use them, okay. so maybe they'll like this. And it's my birthday coming up, so mm-hmm. let's just tie those in. And um, we actually got some rings made for i think you on the cover on if the you cover, see the cover yeah. those rings are actually going to be real rings like in the process of getting made for us to wear like me brandon and urban okay um because i mean he's all over that stuff all the all the songs like uh, goose yeah. especially and yeah. urban on the production side of things mm-hmm. went crazy and there's a kid from brampton um, matthew mission he did uh the million beat oh he okay. did he he did a good job yeah he did a good job might go back to him for some more stuff so um I mean, it was just a spark of like, I can't be too, too quiet. Let's just give them something. Okay. Especially because my DMs were getting flooded. I put out Gorgeous and then it was just like, what else is coming after this? And then I put out um, Love Drug or something. It just, and that was, that was because of uh, unfortunate events of people passing away. Just, you know, drug use Mm -hmm. is it's not a yeah it's not a good thing so i figured i'd spread a message um with that song the way i rolled it out and even the song itself is very dark the perspective i'm talking of like talking from is not really just it's not something it's not like i'm the actual person it's like i'm narrating something from someone yeah. else's perspective it's 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 the way i wrote that song is kind of dark but the whole point is everyone take it easy you know yeah. this drug shit is really killing people yeah. It's not cool to be a fiend in any sort of way. So no, and I feel like too, at least when I'm listening to some of these artists today, it's like they somewhat glorify like the drug use and stuff. And I mean, now it's like the the younger generation they're pretty impressionable. So yeah. I mean that it's 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 just not good. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like they could yeah. literally take that. To I don't terms. think I don't think people really understand. Like when you put out this energy, mm. once the song's out, it's out, and yeah. whatever kid is getting influenced by your music and decides to try something that you said in your song mm-hmm. and they OD. Mm. Yeah. You don't really know about all these kids that are ODing or doing whatever based off of your music. There's millions of people who stream music. Mm-hmm. So, but realistically, because you're the person that influenced them, you're guilty in some sort of way. Yeah. You're just not taking accountability for it because you don't know the person. Yeah. I feel like everybody has a vice, like, and if you do drugs, <clears throat> like, not saying that you should or shouldn't, Yeah. like, don't try and like make it seem like something that everybody should partake in, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta know who you are. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Because some people they have like addictive per- personalities. So yeah. if you get them on something, they're just gonna take it to the max, and it's gonna go like a downfall, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a wrap for them, you know. And it, it's unfortunate because there's people who go out and party and take drugs, you know. Right. There's people who occasionally take drugs or whatever i'm not judging you for taking drugs the point is that if you're going to do anything be responsible you know what i mean of course. i don't know what you're taking drugs for i don't know what it does for you yeah. but you need to be responsible and as an artist since i don't really know how to handle drugs i'm not going to tell you to pop his end i'm not going right. to tell you yeah. that i pop his end i'm not going to tell you any of that because yeah. it's not me yeah. so and since i can't guide you on how to do these things responsibly what am i going to put in the music for you know what I mean? So, yeah, and you—I mean, like you, like you just said right there, you wouldn't be. I feel like if you, if you, or or for me, or for you, if you were to put that out, like it just something about that wouldn't sit well because it's not your authentic self, right? Yeah. So, all right. So, um, before we took a break here, we were talking about um, your EP, the new project <coughs> uh, you dropped back in February. Um, I know you got into uh, the inspiration behind the ha- behind the album and how it wasn't really uh, wasn't really planned. <laughs> yeah, you said which I was is pretty shocked, but um, it is what it is, right? Um, just uh, so I know, like the the title of the album, Jordan Year. Obviously, I mean you're making reference to to Michael Jordan, the goat, obviously. 
But I feel like, at least for me, the meeting I got to it, knowing, knowing that uh, with, with the whole symbolism with 23, you're just turning 23 or you, you turn 23. Um, is it kind of like, now correct me if I'm wrong, but is it kind of like a statement? You're trying to make a statement like, you know what, put everybody on notice. This is my year. Like all yeah. the Toronto rappers or whoever, you, you better watch <clears> out <throat> for Keyshawn, you know? I'll say it like this. Um, people know about me in the city. Of course. They pretend not to know. Mm. <laughs> until they see me in person you know what I mean and then it's yeah. like yeah man I heard it. <laughs> I mean you haven't supported me in any way now all my supporters know if I like something yeah. I'm posting it it doesn't matter if it's me or a country singer or it doesn't matter yeah. if it's good music and I like it if it reaches me I'm mm-hmm. gonna post it I don't even have to have a conversation with you Yeah, it's just, it's just it doesn't cost anything to show love at all Zero But for other people And artists Especially in this city They would rather Watch Probably enjoy your music In private And not say anything yeah. You know Which is corny to me yeah. So The whole Jordan year thing For me is I'll put it this way These guys Consider themselves To be in a league Of their own Or this Upper echelon Of like You know Your artists you, you think so highly Of yourself Well I'll put it this way Jordan got Denied When it came to him Making the high school Ball team Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I get shunned certain times. It's cool because now look what happened with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time is ticking. Like you can't really deny good music and it's going to get to a point where the music just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And I keep doing different things where you're going to have to just humble yourself and pay the recognition. Like I like a certain recognition needs to be just put out there because i know certain people hear my music i see certain people watching my stuff and it's like they kind of just there's no love at all you know what i mean and it's like why is it intimidation is it hate like what is the purpose because if you knew me on a personal level there's no way you could have any kind of evil vendetta against me i wouldn't do anything to bother somebody so it's like what's the reason Whereas me, if I like your music, I'm just going to put it up. And if you see my story and see that I posted it, I've had people always be like, yo, I'm surprised you even posted it. And I'm just like, well, they reached me and it was good. So I posted it. And it's like, but you don't know me. So why? And it's just like, who cares? Yeah, they don't have to know you. Exactly. I enjoy the product that you made. Mm -hmm. Got to me. I I put it out. And then people are like, oh, you have celebrities watching your stuff. So like... It's just crazy that you would share that like, the clout thing. You know what I right. mean? It's yeah, like you, you're sharing your clout and stuff. It's like, bro, I don't give. I don't care, bro. Like I don't care. Clout is a drug. You know what I mean? It's like it can make people do some pretty pretty crazy things. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I see it all the time. You know, I see people do things specifically to say six buzz in the in the in the uh <laughs> in their video you know what i mean Every day, man you, just, you see it yeah people yeah. like and attention you know i'm just like okay cool um you're doing that for six buzz i'm gonna go over here and try and do something more productive or positive uh, and just leave it at that and i know people don't like the fact that i say this out loud yeah like people probably get mad at the fact that i'm very blunt about i i just i think it's stupid like it's corny yeah. to me like you if you want attention, you know, do the right thing for the right attention. But everyone has this mentality that, you know, every sort of attention is, well, every publicity or every press is, is good press. It doesn't matter what it is. Where for me, it's like, no, you, you do something stupid. You're yeah. known for something stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, a couple of weeks back, there was a girl that threw a chair off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, Only. Your reputation's ruined. Like any, I'm not going to speak on anyone specifically, but I just know that people know what they're doing. You know, when you press record on that video and you put that online, you know what's going to happen. You put you 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 want the likes, you want the views. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas I would rather post what I do, which is make music, or post something positive on my feed, and get whatever attention it gets. May not be the cool thing, but that's just what I. That's how I am, and I'm not gonna change how I am to get likes or views. Because you guys are changing how you are to get likes or views, and I guarantee you, if half your parents saw what you were doing online, you would be scared, or you tell them, "Oh, it's not me," or like you make up some kind of excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're not really doing that because it's you, then just don't do it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think like even just with every type of art, I think people just really need to focus and hone in on like the positivity. And then like what you said, just promoting love, it's free. Yeah, like, it, yeah, you know, if you're going to throw a chair off off a balcony, you're not even thinking <laughs> of the consequences <laughs> after that, that chair could have hit a car and that car could have, like, that somebody. person could have been driving their kid or their kid to school and like, could have hold, like it just, it's a, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just a reaction. A lot of negative things that could have happened, but you yeah. know what? It didn't happen. And that's what matters because she's clouded up now. Yes. Right? And it's like, <laughs> are you happy now? Like you're good? <laughs> Got what you want. All right. Uh, that's that's oh. great. She's you like know? sitting at home listening to this podcast. She's yeah. like, yeah, it's just like, yo, <laughs> they're talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, she's like, oh, they're talking about, hey, shorty, I don't hate you, but yo, you got to use your brain, man. Like, yeah, you do exactly. Like, doesn't make no sense. Even when beef gets, like, out of control on the internet, you see certain uh, things happening, and, like, people are actually dying out here. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. the police are actually on the internet. One, if you're actually a street artist and you're you're really in the streets, you're already messing up because you got to choose one or the other. Yeah, yep. you can't live both lives. You can't do both. You do both, you go to jail, your career is done. Yep. Period. And that's not... That's not really to say, like, you're faking if you're rapping about things that you have done because you actually have that perspective and you have a right to speak about it. But if you're continuing to do those things, yo, your, your, your time's coming to an end. You have an expiry date on your whole career. Mm. You got to be careful. And when it comes to you beefing with other people, man, there's people that don't use the Internet. A lot of my friends are not on the Internet. Mm. Oh, wow. And that goes to say you got to be careful because there's, there's people that may have other people that have accounts on Instagram and they say, oh, what does so-and-so say? And But they don't have an account themselves, so you don't know what they look like. And they catch you in, per in person, mm -hmm. and the next thing you know, you're in a conflict yep. because of something that you thought was just rap beef or just a, just for some clout. Like, yeah. People don't really take... Like, a lot of my friends are older than me, and they don't really take that stuff lightly. They don't really do this whole, like clout thing or like yeah. it's a rap beef like yeah. you'll never hear me diss anybody on on a song right i just won't because have you, have you had anybody come at you and have you been tempted to respond to them yeah i've had i've had people try and diss me on songs subliminally or yeah. some act some guy actually said my name on a song got oh. taken down though um because <laughs> again i don't i don't i don't rap beef like yeah, you don't entertain that no, we've really seen good. way too many people die from like gun violence and like whatever the case may be you just go missing for me to actually say something on a song and then my supporters know who you are from your negativity like the most that's gonna happen is i'm just gonna wait till we see you and address the problem and say yo what was that about mm -hmm. especially yeah. because more times these guys don't really know you personally so it's just yeah. like out of the blue yeah i'd rather just find you somewhere and ask you what what was what, what yeah. was that you said like hey like i'm sorry like i offended you in any way like you yeah know, what's going like, on like, let's work it out you know like i'm yeah. all about love like let's yeah, I'd rather just ask you, you know, yeah. if you want, if you choose to take it anywhere other than that, then that's on you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm not out here trying to portray myself as a tough guy. So what points do you get when you come at me negatively? You know, there's no points. And then that's when all the rest of my friends decide to go do what they want to do. And that's the thing with me. Like, my friends are very, like, I'm the opposite of all my friends. I'm trying yeah. to teach my friends that. <laughs> Positivity and love is the, is the, is the best way to deal with things because where we come from, it's like there's violence all around us. Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're in the people. People like to laugh about Brampton or whatever. People don't know this, but when I used to live in Richmond Hill back in the day, I got beat up in Richmond Hill because I was black. So people don't even understand anything can happen wherever you are. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, violence being around all of us. All I can try and tell people is sometimes you have to be the bigger person and make a conversation instead of retaliating in a, in a, in a, you know, a worse way. Right, yeah. You know, it's like my, I, it's my friends tell me, like, yo, if someone hits me, I'm, I'm hitting them back 10 times or I'm doing this. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I hear you, but yeah. that's just going to cause more problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it doesn't have to go there, I'd rather it not, but if it does have to go there, then it's out of my hands because at that point, I can't tell my friends anything. Yeah. They can't <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's like, at oh, that yeah. point, it's, I, don't, I don't have any control. Yeah, so. it's out of your hands. Because they know, they know that I'm, I'm the guy to try and stop those, like, problems, and I don't want it to get that far. So if it does, they're just like, okay, well, you want to be Mr. Positive still? And it's like, uh, no, I don't. Uh, I'll, I'll just sit this one out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Take your seat. <laughs> All right. Um, so I know on the getting back to the e, uh, the EP, 
Um, when I was listening to it, I was I was happy to see uh, you got uh, K Forest and Drip X as features on there. Yeah. Um, K Forest on uh, Best Life and then Drip uh, Drip X on uh, Pull Up. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of K Forest music too. So I was happy that you guys are collaborating on that. Um, just uh, what what's it like uh, working with them in the studio? Um, and then uh, how did how did you initially get in contact with them? Meet with them? How did that relationship uh, kind of begin start out? I met Drip through Roy. Okay. Um, and I got a sense of his style, of like, you know, his energy he brings to songs. Mm-hmm. You know, and Pull Up was specifically for that kind of street audience more it's more grimy um i tried to like talk about more kind of like swag on there and like just the average it's very generic I'll tell you that but it's definitely really fun to perform so mm-hmm. it's got a, it's a know. high energy song yeah it's so yeah. fun to perform that's the song i actually crowd surf to oh. um <laughs> and he he i just knew once i made the hook and my verse i knew I'm like, Drip just sounds like he should be on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I sent it to him, and he got back to me real fast. I was like, okay, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it was perfect, you know? Um, as far as Forrest, me and Forrest have a different type of relationship because, like, I had to, again, Forrest is somebody that I've known for a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, he's actually given me a lot of advice um, in terms of my career, you know, because okay. he's independent, and he has – he has really our moral values align you know what i mean and to see someone on that level yeah you know what i mean so to see someone who again great voice great music and he's doing good things for his career i always ask him how do you stay so true to yourself Mm. with all the stuff that's going on he's just like you know what you have to just kind of not care about what everyone else is into you know it's just about making the right people get into what you're into or whatever you're trying to deliver. So just stay true to yourself. So I, I took that and eventually with our relationship, it just came, it grew into like, yo, what songs can we make? Um, how would it sound if we just, you know what I mean? So we went to the studio one day and, uh, we were with DF. Okay. I shout out DF, you know, there we go. Crazy on the production, man. Guys, guys, a wizard, but you know, um, we just thought about some concepts and I'm like, yeah, like, Everyone did this whole, like, best life thing mm. uh, over the summer. And then there was, like, a bunch of captions, like, best life. And, you know, so me and him were, like, we thought about, the, like, in relationships, like, how could a female that you've been with for so long tell you that she's living her best life and you guys aren't together when she's basically the same as you? Like, you ever you ever been with someone so long that, you guys pick up each other's habits. You yeah. guys yeah. say each other's lingo. You got yeah. like, yeah. you teach them certain things and it just stays with them. And then yeah. she's probably taught you certain things and it stays with you. So, yeah, like I've been in a relationship for a long time and I can tell you my, my girl is, if not like, like she's just like me. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. very similar to me. Like she gets ticked off at certain things I get ticked off at. Like, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's funny. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. unless you guys break up for a real reason then like how is it your best life because now you have that person in the back of your head and there's certain things that might remind you of that person and you're even acting like that person so it's just like it's kind of hard for me to believe it i feel like sometimes they put that up just for like it's like petty yeah, you know it's I like mean? To, it's like a, a slap in the face to them. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't yeah. need you, you know. It's like, girl, I don't yeah. need you. Or like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, like, boy, I don't need you. But then it's like, yo, you really, you're just doing it to be petty. And you guys can yeah. just have a conversation. If it's not no real reason to break up, then I don't really suggest you guys breaking up. Um, it's got like negative energy almost attached to it, you know. At least yeah, that's what I think. yeah, you know, and that's why like the first verse I talk about it from like the guy's perspective of like, yo, how do you? Walk like me, talk like me, and then you're saying all this that you're good on your own. Like you got so much from me, and I didn't even do anything wrong. Mm. And then the second verse, I'm just like, well, you did something wrong, so I'm good now. <laughs> I'm living my best <laughs> life. <laughs> I'm actually doing my best life. I'm good. Yeah, you no, know, flip the script, you know. And then Forrest just came on with the when Forrest laid the hook down. I was like, 
okay you know it's it's so direct like he just yeah. did it and it was just so clear and just so quick and it was just like oh, oh now i gotta finish these verses you know yeah. what i what i think what i like what he brings to the songs he he's, he's got like i just i like the way his voice like on the chorus and stuff he brings that r&b vibe and it, i feel like it complements um your style well so yeah it was I, very I, it was a very old school formula we used yeah very and and he did some ad-libs for me too which oh. came in that's what made i feel like made my verse even sit so nicely because he did little subtle things in the background of my verse like little melodies in the background like and it's just like it's just it just sounds so nice put together you know yeah. mm -hmm. so i can't wait for you guys to see what else we got yeah yeah i'm excited, I'm excited 100%. <laughs> the guy's <is> crazy man <laughs> um were you guys both able to like record in the studio together yeah, yeah we were together, yeah? We, were together. Oh, cool. we did the whole song together in the studio i i would rather work with forrest that way yeah um even if i was in a different country i'd probably just wait and fly back and go to studio yeah. for us because i don't know i'm not i'm not really a fan of sending music out to yeah. get verses back uh but if i have to i will but mm -hmm. for forrest i definitely just want to be in the studio because he's also he's in tune technically with certain things that may be wrong or right with a song mm -hmm. same thing with df right so yeah, right. being in the presence of those two making music you're mostly you're guaranteed something like positive or like something that's like good to come out you know what i mean you're not yeah. going to leave the session with a garbage record or no information you're probably going to learn something or you're probably going to have a good record you know right, so either or i'd rather just be in the studio with those two for sure okay. yeah because then you can like play off each other's like energy and stuff yeah, yeah it just works better yeah. flows flows on that a lot nicer exactly mm -hmm. yeah. um so uh moving on now i know so going from i know uh what was it? Is it 2015, 2016? Earlier in your career, you you released your Mist EP, which has uh, got a couple tracks on there. Um, and then now, obviously, with 2019 coming around, uh, you released Jordan Year. Um, just, I guess, I want to get your perspective. How do you feel your your sound has changed from, from early in your career to where it is now? The Mist EP, I was less experimental. Even, okay. though I, even though I wanted to do certain things, I just kept it to the core of, like, what I was comfortable with. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was in a very dark place when I made the Miss EP. Oh. Very negative place. Very dark place. Not, I was not, like, the maturity level was not the same. I was, ve I was very hot-headed. I was going through a lot of things. Mm. And that's what came out. Um, we got songs like Suicide on it. Trust me, it was, yeah. it was a very yeah. dark time. And the only thing I had at that point was music. Okay. Uh, There's just a lot of... Um, like just a lot of in, like insecurity in your life, a lot of things just going on. Yeah, it's yeah. like I wanted I wanted things to hurry up. I wanted my career to kind of just take off. I was in a rush, and then I realized like there's no point in rushing because you know, when you're t when it's your time, it's your time. You know, you just yeah. gotta keep working. But mm -hmm. and at that point in time, you know, uh, with my family issues, I I I very, I, I kind of just skate over them. You know with uh my situation with my my father like my dynamic with my my biological dad like okay. there's certain things on suicides you might hear or and then you hear certain things on fitted jeans like i i subliminal you know what i mean mm -hmm. but now it's more light it's lighthearted for me i'm comfortable talking about it whereas on the missed ep it was actually like i was hurting you know what i mean because yeah, i was yeah. young so i was like i was hurting about these things and i just let it out now it's just like you know I'm saying it for other people to know. If you have issues in your family, you're not alone. Like, I go through shit. Everyone goes through some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I've also grown out of that space. I don't have to deal with those problems anymore. You know, I don't live with my father and my mother. So, like, I'm in a different space now. Whereas back then, I'm a kid, so I'm, I'm in the house. Like, I'm seeing my father do bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm just not co-signing anything he's done, you know? Yeah. So. And, that, and I mean... No, no matter who you are, that especially as a as a kid, that that affects you a tremendous amount, you know. So, um, I can only imagine, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. So, just I guess like going forward, uh, since like we live in a very like diverse city, um, how are you able to kind of like, kind of like find your voice, and uh, yeah, like how are you able to like kind of like find your unique style? And yeah, and stand and stand out from amongst the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll put it this way. Everyone in the city, it's not, it's not hard to do it because everyone in the city that's even popping right now or coming up right now sounds so different. Mm -hmm. I can't take two artists from our city and say, yeah, this guy sounds like this guy. 
Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, you couldn't compare Houdini and Killy. They're, they're, no, because they're it's, it's just so different. Like, there's so many guys out here, like Killy and Anders. Mm. Just mad different. Then you have Houdini and Pillar B. Mad different. And you got Pressa. Then it's just, everyone just sounds different, which I love. Yeah. Because then you go to the States... And you could tell, oh, this guy's from here because he sounds like the rest of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. No shade. But still, like, <laughs> Canada's just a little just bit fast. different. You know, we, we got things a little bit different over here. Our guys are just, I don't know how it's like that. Yeah. But everyone, even Jazz Cardi are like, oh, Jazz, yeah. Everybody's yeah. different. Mm. And it makes it easier for me, you know? Because then yeah. it's like when I, when I come out and put something out, mm-hmm. it just sounds like me. Like, yeah, you're you're not gonna hear another me. You're not gonna hear another Pressa. You're not gonna hear another Tory, no, Drake, Roy, Anders, Killy. Like the list goes on. Like mm-hmm. you're just not gonna hear another one of any of these guys because it's different and it's weird. How I don't have the answer as to how, but this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like if I was in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure it'd be a bit difficult because mm. you can tell when someone's from Atlanta. You know? Yeah, they have that distinct. They have like, a certain sound. sound yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like. This guy's from over there, and it's a shock. <laughs> of, yeah, you know, but yeah. here it's like everyone has their own. Everyone's driven off of their own experience, and they just go do whatever they feel like. They're not really into. I don't see any copycats in terms of style and sound. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. everyone's just way too different. Yeah, and I feel like the way we are over here, people get called out real quick. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, over yeah. here, people will say something real fast. Yeah, no, no beating on the bush, which which is nice, yeah. which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, uh, speaking about just like you, I know you mentioned Drake and, and Anders in the weekend. Um, how has like I guess because I guess now like back in the day, um, I feel like at least in, in my view that the Toronto music scene was kind of looked over. Like people will brush it off, but now I feel like we're 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 getting a little bit more quite like credit, as in we have like our we have a, a booming like hip hop culture here. We have big artists to kind of give us that like top level tiered success. So yeah. how has like watching like Drake, The Weeknd, uh, Tory, even Sean Mendez to you know? He's, yeah. I mean, he's not hip hop, but no, he's, he's, still, he's still tearing up the place. He's doing a, an amazing job. I just yeah. see him go crazy at the Junos. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. insane. Well, and Nav too. How yeah. has like their success like impacted you? Or are you now like man, like even more motivated? Or are you, um, are you like okay, you know what? I gotta, I gotta refine what I'm doing. Or how does that, how does that, how does their success play into your success? Um, their success just tells me that my time is right around the corner. You know, yeah, because it's just so attainable now. It there's no excuses now. You know, yeah. LA is right there. You know, <laughs> get a ticket, go to LA, network, do what you got to do, come back, and it's like make music. It it sounds easier than what I'm how I'm saying. Like it sounds yeah, easy, yeah, yeah. Because you might not have the funds to go do all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, you got to make it work somehow. Mm. Yeah, you know, you got to find a way to do it because now it's like right there. Like mm-hmm. there's too many people now that are. Just saying, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to put everything I have on the table and run mm-hmm. and see where this goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, for me, I'm a very organized person. Like, my whole team is very organized. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have any doubt that my fan base will will grow. I, I My fan base grows every day. You know? Yeah. I post something. I post a story. I get followers. I post a post on my thing promoting my music. I get followers. People find out about me every day. So it's it's I can't be stressed about not blowing up or not having a certain amount of support mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I can only gain. When you get to a certain point now in your career, you have everything to lose. That's what scares me. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not it's not about really like getting to the top for me that scares me. It's mm-hmm. about how do you stay yeah. at a certain level because now you can lose supporters. Mm-hmm. I'm just gaining supporters now. I'm just yeah. like doing all the groundwork and stuff. But mm-hmm. you get to a certain point. That's when all the real pressure like hits, cause it's like, yo, I could just lose. You see people mess up in the in the press all the time. They oh. lose like two hundred thousand followers. Yeah, yeah. Anything like you got to be mm-hmm. super careful. So like, that's where the pressure is. And like, I'll work and work until that time comes to me, and then I'll be very militant with certain mm-hmm. things, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So just like off topic. So like we were on the train here, and we were talking about just like how you know sometimes like things can be just handed to you like all in one plate mm. and like how uh 
basically like when you get it all in one plate, you don't really know what to do with it. You don't know how to appreciate it. Um, like what's your stance on like if you were to like blow up tomorrow, would you rather have like the slow progression or would you rather like blow up in one day and be at the top? That's a really good question. Yeah. I know. We were talking about it on the way here. <laughs> we're having a little like, like, uh, philosophical like that yeah. so, That's a good question. Um, I'll put it this way. If I were to blow up tomorrow, that means I'm ready. Because mm. yep. anything that's dead, like you have certain cards, like whatever plays out for you is how it's supposed to play out. Yeah. Whether I blow up tomorrow and screw up my whole career or I blow up tomorrow and I'm still the same and I do things very like organized and care about everyone I come into contact with and, mm-hmm. and build, which I know that's how I'm going to be because it's the type of person I am. Yep. But like if I blow up next year, same thing. I'm going to yeah. carry it the same way, you know? Cool. Sometimes people just, we see people blow up and it's like they make all these mistakes and like, mm-hmm. you know, their career goes downhill. I can't really say, oh, they weren't supposed to blow up as fast. Yeah, they were supposed to blow up as fast, and they were supposed to drop as fast. Like it, mm-hmm. it, their time was supposed to be that period of time. You know what yeah. I mean? We can't, we don't have any control mm-hmm. of how long someone's supposed to be popular or when they're supposed to pop. It's just all in the cards you're dealt. You know. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, like, what's next for you in terms of like new music dropping, concerts, tours? Uh, collabs with a lot artists. of shows coming up. I okay. don't want to say who they're with because this is going to ruin the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it on lock till it's yeah. Uh, till it's you time. guys are going to see and um, features. A lot of features coming. Don't want to say. Actually, I'll say this: There's a kid named Lavish from Winnipeg. That guy's okay. a problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will say this here: <laughs> Lavish is a problem. Okay. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I don't care. What his status is career-wise right now, I don't right. care. That kid is a problem. Will you guys hear about Lavish in the next couple years or however fast it happens? Yeah. That kid is a problem. Yeah. Right? Into the camera. Like, too, yo, I don't know how, because the thing is, it's rare when I come across people who know, like, he's not just a guy who goes in the studio and records. Yeah. Like, mm. he is active and so hands-on with things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I met him, I give everyone, like, when it comes to music and, and people say, yo, I do music or I make beats, I just, get, they'll send me something, you know? Because mm-hmm. then I'm not going to be rude to you because yeah. I don't know what kind of person you are or what kind of music you're making in your room or wherever. Yeah. So I'm just going to be like, yo, send me something. Yeah. And then we continue the conversation, da 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 I go home, go on my email, I play it. It's either I like it or not, right? Yeah. yeah. He sent me some stuff. I did not know what to expect, mm-hmm. you know? I went home, I played it. I played a couple things, and I'm just like, this kid is way too consistent and he's he's way too good. So then I started to talk to him. I'm like, yo, how what what's your recording process like? Like, are you doing this, this, and this? And he's telling me, yeah, I do this, this, this. He's sending me things. So me and him have songs. And it's like, it, it just made me realize, like, yo, this kid, his time's around the corner soon, too. Like, his time is 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 it might be tomorrow. You never know. You're talking yeah. about blowing up randomly, like that kid is a, is a problem. So I co-sign that like lavish <laughs> yeah special all right so where can your fans find you um, instagram instagram quiche on the don twitter quiche on the don soundcloud quiche on the don spotify app music all the other stuff just quiche on k-y-s-e-a-n you know Cool. Awesome. awesome. Well, I think we'll leave it there, Keyshawn. Buddy, thanks for coming uh, coming through. Appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to hearing uh, what you got in store for us the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, man. It's going to be a good summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming, man. Alrighty. Appreciate it.